All right, guys, let's get started here. Good. Let's talk about culture. All right. The culture that we have. What are you getting into? What are we about here? Okay. I know you guys have probably been at places too where there's not a lot of culture talked about. All right. But the best places I've been in, there's been a lot of culture talked about. All right. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have something that we hang our hats on, that we believe in, that we talk about every day. Man, right here is day number one. You have one opportunity to lay building blocks. Let's go to work. Come on. Hey, man, just one day at a time. Let's keep getting better. Let's win this, this year. Let's go. Family on three. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. Go to And I think it goes back to the core values and build on the values that the organization has already had. What we talk about in our core values, we talk about connecting, competing, accountability, football IQ, and fundamentals, and just build on that. Excel, 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 yes, right there. All right, well, a different way to start off the show today because normally, of course, you have the 30-second countdown, but today I figured it is time for the 2021 NFL season to start. The Eagles are about to get it kicked off here this upcoming weekend. Of course, the Thursday night game of the week is between the Cow Chicks and the Buccaneers, so they will be on at 7.30 this upcoming uh Thursday, I guess to be polite, I should say the Cowboys, but we'll still call them the Cowchicks anyways because you know, everybody knows who the Cowboys are. But besides the point, the Eagles are kicking off their season in Atlanta this upcoming week on Sunday, one o'clock start. That's be a lot of fun. We'll be at Goose's Media Pond up there in Limerick, Pennsylvania. Now, a little weather update as far as it comes here in Florida. We're expecting a tropical storm to come through the area, so I hope to make the flight back home this weekend so we can do the show live but worst case scenario i'll be here in tampa live from the lg direct sales solution studios worst case scenario if i can't get home but if not we're going to try and do the best we possibly can to get back there tonight on the show we're awaiting for jordan specter to come on with us so he can show us his latest and greatest as far as the art that he has released what he's working on and everything else that's going on with jordan so he should be on with us here shortly, I do see the Philly sports guy waiting in the green room, and he is so fired up right now. I mean, he's flexing his arms. He's got everything on. It's crazy. He's got this wild look, so wait until he comes on. I'm not kidding you, folks. He's flexing so bad right now. I think the camera's about to burst here with so much flexing he's doing, but the Philly sports guy is on. I see Jordan Spector just tune in, so we'll get the show here underway. This is episode 76. It's Eagles Talk. And it's also with Jordan Spector from Jordan Spector Arts. We will see you on the other side. I'm Angel. This is Broad Street South. You see him dancing in the background. It is the Italian sausage himself, Vito Corleone. Vito, Vito, what is going on tonight? How are you, sir? The, the 2021 Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles season has arrived. Finally. Pump, ready to talk birds football with Jordan Spector at the round table. Let's get it on, baby. I'm yeah. fired up like B-Dog. Let's what? go. That's a good thing. E-A-T-L-E-S-E-O's. 
And it's a good thing because that's exactly what we're trying to do is get fired up. And uh, But well, the half-fired up guy, the next guy we're introduced here, half-fired up. So we'll bring him on anyways. He's a KZ fan. Here is the half-fired up, Ryan F. <laughs> National correspondent, what's going on, Ryan? How are you? I'm Ryan F. It's great to be with you this evening. Football is back, baby. We had week number one of college football last week. Now we're going to fast forward to week one of the, week one of the NFL. Let's get it rolling, baby. I can't wait. Football is back. It sure is. Listen, and, 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 and again, we, we see that the win is just a couple days away. I like what Nick Sirianni had to say there in the opener. And sorry if it flashed real quick and then came back. But Nick is doing a tremendous job there in Philly. And you saw what he had posted on the board as far as what he believes core values now are of the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. And if you guys are not pumped up for the season – then maybe, I don't know, you can become a Kansas City Chiefs fan because you can go over there with Andy Reid and Ryan F. and the rest of the gang. But, um, or mm. or you can become Chase a the Pirate fan. Ring chaser. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. But listen, nonetheless, of course, everybody that we have on, uh, I didn't see Kevin, but hopefully he'll come on a little bit later on. But to introduce, let me, let me take this away from the screen for a second so I can see exactly what I'm doing here. Before I bring the man himself on, let me pop this up on the screen right quick. You guys can see, just like we told you last time here, if you look on the Twitter handle, you'll find under Spectre Art is Spectre Sports Art with Jordan Spectre. And oh, by the way, if you happen to click on the link, as you will see there, no, I didn't time that Fuji, so I don't want to hear it wasn't me. It's the artwork that just grows through. What you saw mm. there originally was the greatest of all time, and then the greatest of all artists. That's right. We, there's no such thing that we can't have the greatest of artists of all time. And that would be Jordan Spector. So without a further ado here, with Jordan Spector, we bring the man on himself. It is Jordan Spector. How are you this evening, sir? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, Good. Jordan. Welcome to the show. I know it's been a long time coming, so I'm glad I could uh, hop on finally. <laughs> no, this, Appreciate it. It happens. We understand, you know, there, things do happen. There's some things you control, some things you can't control. But the good thing is you're home in the time zone. We're all here tonight. So that's the most important thing. The funny thing is, though, I still get the email saying, how come you guys put out the Jordan Spector promo, but there was no Jordan Spector? Oh, he, he was on a mission that night to get paintings done. So he couldn't come on with us. That's what I said. And that's what we roll with. So, yeah. but Jordan, listen, thanks for coming on tonight. I do appreciate it. And, uh, Obviously, with Fuji making a connection here and with you and the artwork that you're doing, not just obviously for our eagles or our birds, but for everyone in between. I mean, the one that you, the piece you did about Kobe Bryant, um, MJ, I mean, you've got so many different pieces that you've done. One is what inspires you to do these, these different art pieces? And two, do the players themselves attempt to make that direct contact with you? Um, yeah, it's always a different situation. You'll actually see tomorrow um, I'm dropping something new of one Eagles player that I that I just worked with. Um, and he's a guy who contacted me way earlier this year before he came to the Eagles, if that gives any hints. But um, actually, that, that goes for two projects I'm working on. Um, so stay, stay tuned for that. But yeah, it's always a different situation. Some guys will contact me um sometimes it'll be someone else who knows them who can get me in contact with them um sometimes it's just me reaching out but i think usually the most ideal and the, and the best is when they reach out to me and they want to work with me so um yeah 
And, and the good thing is, at least the people are reaching out to you. And, and for those who don't know, so Jordan Spector, like everyone else, starts out either with a vision and or a dream. And Jordan, I know we got to talk a couple of weeks ago um, after the show was over when you had reached out to us. And, and we had discussed about what it takes for you, not even to be known. It's just your work alone to show its self-worth. So for those who missed the conversation, how did you get everything going? Which should have been the first question, but I, I wanted to put out as far as the artistic work, but how did you end up getting these pieces together, yet alone working with anyone in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, but how did you get the whole process started? And what was the vision for you to get your company going? Yeah, you know, it's it's a funny story. Um, I'll try to make it short, but it, like I got back into art and I have this business now pretty much by accident. Um, I, I went to school at Temple University, um, and I've always been a, a football player myself growing up. And I went to school at Temple for education and all that good stuff, and I quickly um, missed the game of football. And uh, back then in 2012, um, they used to host true walk-on trials where you could go to a, to a practice and you could try it. You could show what you could do. So I actually did that myself, and I ended up doing really well. I trained really hard for it and um, they ended up keeping me on, on the temple football team so i played football there for a little while um which was like a dream come true being, being able to play division one football i only got recruited by like division two schools when i was in high school so i didn't think i was going to get to that point um this was really cool and then come two years later i got injured and that was devastating and um, so I leaned back on artwork, which was also another one of my passions. Um, but naturally this time, you know, growing up, I didn't do any sports artwork, but then this time I started doing football stuff and, and sports that I was more passionate about. And I did, uh, one piece for a guy I played with and another, another, um, and then it kind of just went from there. I literally have never stopped, uh, since that point, which was now six years ago, five, six years ago. So, um, I'm a totally different artist and I have a, have a legitimate business now, you know, all this time later, but that's really how I got into it initially. Um, so coming from the mindset of a, of a previous football player plays a lot into my artwork as well, not just from a artist standpoint, but from a, a previous athletic background. But yeah, you know, the, the interesting thing is though, Jordan, is that again, even though you may have not been able to fulfill as far as your athletic career, but it, it's funny how things work where you're able to at least fulfill another another career, and that's by showing your artistic side. And some people, it's easy in this world to get discouraged and say, you know what, I'm just going to throw in a towel because I didn't do what I wanted to do. But at least you gave up, or not gave up, without giving up, I should say, your athletic career, you just, you're able to process it in a, in a way where you're still known now and, and you've yet to be known as far as everywhere. But the nice part about it is that people are starting to, to know your artwork, obviously within the piece that's even behind you there uh, on the wall, down by the link, if you guys haven't seen it, you can see Jordan's artwork. And if it, it's just, it's amazing the details that you put together. Cause we've seen, I mean, you have guys who do street art, you have guys who do sidewalk art, but it's, I mean, it's talented. Cause you listen, you give me a, a brush, a paint set and numbers and I'm good. Other than that, if, as far as doing the lines and everything else, like everybody else, I can't do it. But then again, I, I've never applied it, those kind of mechanics, but for the details you put in there, it's amazing what you do, Jordan. And I, I think, where 
people should be able to see you and recognize your work. Obviously, other than, than, than the website or find you here on Twitter, it's just just reaching out to you because it, it could be like you said, you got at least at least athletics where you're drawing your different art. But could it be, let's say hypothetically, if someone's getting married or you know, you're talking about even something from 9-11 that's coming up here come next week or this week actually on Saturday for 20 years. Are you just is there a a special crafty under doing meaning? Is it just sports or can people reach out to you for anything as long as they talk to you in detail of what you can do for them? So I, I used to do all types of different artwork and I, I love taking on different challenges, different stuff other than just sports. But um, probably two, three years ago, I really started to hone in on my, my niche, which is sports and, and really not only sports, but my style of, of the way that I create my work, which I feel like is pretty unique and trying to just bring out the energy that I see and, and the emotion that I see in sports and that I take away from it. So that has become my main focus. I, I really, I take on very few commission jobs now. Um, I'm just, I'm just too busy and I only have so much time to create so much artwork. So right. I'm very careful where I dedicate that time. And I'm just to the point now where I, where I'm not, um, I, I turn down work like that. Um, but sometimes I do hand off work to other talented artists who are still trying to, trying to build their name up and, and get more business themselves. So I'm always happy to, to try to send people in, in a good direction, um, which I do that a lot too. Um, but yeah, sure. so now it's more so just sports. Jordan, as far as uh, the painting you did of Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, how did that come about of you meeting them? Did you reach out to them or – did somebody see your phenomenal work and got in touch with? So those totally different uh, situations for the breeze. I already had a ton of contacts from the Baton Rouge area um, because early 2020, I did this uh, piece of Joe Burrow of him smoking a cigar that that blew up down in that area, went viral, and it was it was an amazing thing that happened for for my for my art business. Um, so from that, I met all these great contacts, one of which is a guy who's like one of the main guys who goes to these signings with Drew Brees and is able to get not only his own items signed for people, but um, other stuff too. So he's kind of like my link to get in the door with that. Um, so he was able to really help me out and uh, allow me to come to the signing earlier this year in private and meet Brees. And whenever I have those opportunities as well, I always go out of my way to give them one and make something special for them so there wasn't anything commissioned it was just something i gave to him uh just to try and build a relationship and show love for what he did for the game of football and really the amazing thing that he that he's done for this city of new orleans and and elsewhere he's just an inspiration so and then the paint manning was actually my very first project for fanatics i have a partnership with fanatics now so i do um pretty much one project a month for them i'm working on something new for this month with them um so that's been pretty exciting and, and a whole new venture i've taken on uh working with them so that's been fun too so so that actually i think that already sold with them the original piece i made for them but they did a couple of prints as well that I think they have on their website, but they're getting it all hand signed by Peyton Manning. Um, so he had to approve of it in the first place, the artwork that I did. Um, so that was a totally different process with that. But did, did you have the opportunity to meet Kobe Bryant or any other athletes of the artwork that you did? 
Um, in the past, yeah, uh, not Kobe. I wish um, I didn't even have a Kobe piece prior to him passing away, unfortunately. But when he passed away, it took me about two months for me to really even be comfortable with doing something of him. But I knew I had to do something in a, in a tribute manner to what he did um, for the for the world. You know, the inspiration that he created. Um, but yeah, I've met plenty of other guys. Um, Brian Dawkins. I worked pretty close with him. Um, I'm actually doing a project with him coming later this season. Um, I've met Bryce Harper. Uh, I played with a bunch of guys I played with at Temple in the NFL. I've done work for them. Um, Deion Dawkins. I know he's one. Yeah, Deion Dawkins, Tyler Medikevich, Hassan Reddick, Nate Hairston. Uh, Temple, Temple has put out good products in the past. They have a lot of guys in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, there's other guys, too. I'm just sure. playing right now. Are you friends with what, uh, Sean Bradley, linebacker of the Eagles? No, he, he's a little younger. Uh, I don't really know him too well. Um, I know his Temple grad. That's yeah. all I was asking. So. Yeah. Nope. Mike Pachano, Mike Klein, by the way, the uh, official founder of Philly to South here in Tampa, which the home of uh, our fan base from Broad Street South and Philly to South, also at Tampa Joe's, which is our other sponsor here, 9316 Anderson Road in Tampa, Florida. And he says, uh, Jordan, you should paint a mural at Tampa Joe's, home Philly to South. We can make that happen, which is, you know what? That's a good point by Mike because uh, right now they're, they're redoing a lot of part of the restaurant, Jordan, and there's a nice plain wall for you to do a nice mural piece over there for those of us who are here is born Eagle. So uh, let's see, if we can, after, after the show is over, I'll make sure I make contact with you and let's see what we can do as far as that. Maybe fly you down here and get a nice piece on, on the wall there at Tampa Joe's. Yeah, I, I do do that. Um, which is always fun. You know, murals are exciting because it's not only a, a piece of artwork for that establishment, but it's something that can help marketing wise too. people take a picture in front of the people relate to it. And it just kind of helps spread the, the brand of whatever that business is. Um, so those are always fun to do. But, yeah, let me know. Feel free to reach out. Jordan, how long did it take you to do the on-the-road victory piece behind you? <laughs> Too long. Too long. Um, about about two years. About two years. This obviously is a little replica behind me. Um, you guys have probably seen, and maybe people watching this too have seen the original, which is 15 feet long. Um, you know, that that was not a, a straight through process. That was on and off working on it for two years. If I were to have done it straight through working on it every day, which I don't think I could have handled mentally, um, probably would have taken like seven, eight months. But, yeah. Did you have the opportunity to meet with Jeff Lurie about that painting? I mean, it's just, no. just a phenomenal piece of artwork no, that, for any diehard Eagles fan. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I hope to come into contact with the right people there. Um, I have a couple contacts of my own that are trying to trying to help me make that happen. Um, I think ultimately my, my end goal, my dream with this, like the lat, like um, a lot of great things have already happened, but I'd love to have that reproduced in the stadium in a public place, just like how the Philadelphia Phillies dream scene is in the Philly stadium. And I know that artist too. He actually helped me. He like helped coach me on how to do a project like this. So it'd be amazing to kind of match that, that status of getting it into the actual stadium. I mean, that would be amazing. You know, that's, that's my dream really. That piece is actually in the diamond club, I believe. 
the Diamond Club. Yep, yep. Right. That would be phenomenal. If they could put that at the link. Yeah. I mean, I mean you don't got to pay me for it. You don't got to do anything. Just put it there. Put my name on it. That's it. Right. No, there's. When you get an idea in your head of what athlete that you want to do or the inspiration comes, could it be anywhere? Could you be walking down the street and you see something that you'd be like, man, you know what? If I could just get a hold of so-and-so, that would be fantastic. If I could just get a hold of, of this person over here. I mean, where, where, where does the idea come from? You know how artists normally say like musical artists, they'll go to sleep and then all of a sudden they'll have a dream about a, you know, a little riff in their head and they have to get up and they've got to go and hit the tape recorder and they've got to play it. And, you know, so it stays fresh. So where, where, where does it come from? You know, it, <clears throat> I, I've learned to not look for it. I let it come to me, that inspiration. Um, or if it is something coming to me, like from Fanatics, for example, I need to take that extra time, which I found is really, really helpful and really helps my art be that much better. And that time is to watch highlight film and watch past times of that athlete and really like dive into who they are on and off the field and just like tap into like why people care about that athlete or what it is about them that's exciting, you know, like, so anytime I'm doing a new project, that's really what it is for me. Um, and then once something clicks, like if I can get something to click right away, that's when I know I have something big coming, you know? Um, so it just seems to happen, you know, it takes time sometimes and it, it it's, a, it's a real patient game and I, I'm not the most patient person either. Um, but I've learned to be patient and let, let the ideas marinate. And once it's there, once I know what I want to do, then I can get after it. So, um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> so, there's a couple of questions, Jordan, that uh, a couple of people have here. Robert Keller Jr. says, Jordan, what was your first piece that you got, that got you noticed? Um, for me, and, and it's still one of my most popular Philly pieces, I think largely because of who the athlete is, but the Brian Dawkins thing that I made 2015 or 16, still to this day, is, is one of my most popular. Um, and and I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that one. Um, I feel like I, I really leveled up with when I created that and, and it just, it, it was uh, meant to be, you know, and it was, it, it, that was one of my most exciting journeys as an artist. Um, probably my, really my first big moment because I made that and growing up as a football player, he was one of my inspirations to even play the game of football, like watching him play and his passion. And a lot of people have the same story. I feel like, you know, and, and, He's he's always very humbled and grateful to hear these things, but like it's true. Like I would watch his highlights from before every single high school football game, and it would just mentally take me to an, to another level. And growing up with that, then doing that artwork, which was inspired by that, and then being able to be as close as I am with him now as I am, it's just been an amazing journey, you know, to see where art has been able to take me and who's been able to connect me with. Kathleen Eagle Strong Pebble says your artwork is amazing. Uh, she also followed up with that our birds would absolutely love your artwork. And then she's probably referring to one, obviously at the link and then at Tampa Joe's. Also, there was another one here that I noticed. Joey B 
uh, says, good stuff, Jordan. Very nice work. But Rick that asked, when did you realize your talent? Um, <clears throat> it's hard to, it's hard to put a stamp on when I realized it, it was more just a hobby for me growing up. Um, my dad is a very talented artist, creative person. In my opinion, he'll always be more well-rounded than I am. He actually went to art school and he's just very multi-talented with sculpting, design, whatever. Um, but for me, if anything, what I, what I honed in on the most was illustration and drawing and painting and more visual art. Um, but as a kid growing up, like I, I had some really good work when I, when I go back and look at like, all right, like a 10 year old made this, like I have some really cool stuff that I made when I was a kid that nobody really knew about. Nobody, nobody knew I was a talented artist growing up, even in high school, I didn't put it out there. It was just, I did, I did it for fun. I did it for a hobby. Um, so Right. Well, Juliana, Fioravanti. Uh, I was getting there and I screwed up as I was saying it in my head, but that's okay. Juliana, forgive me here. Uh, she says you purchased one of your pieces of artwork already. Very talented artist. So, uh, Juliana, forgive me. If you can, send me a picture of you, of it hanging on your wall or you standing with it too. I always love to get that. Right. Well, and then, Juliana, if you're, if you're still on, if you're watching the show, if you, well, uh, yeah, send it, and then you can also send it to Broad Street South at Gmail, and I should be able to get it on as long as Jordan's uh, on here. Uh, one more thing that I did see, uh, of course, Mike, our, our our Philly sports guy here, or Philly of the South, he says that, yeah, hopefully Jordan doesn't do any Dallas stuff. No Zeke Elliott. <laughs> no, I actually no, – I, I don't know if you guys have heard of <laughs> NFTs, but I actually came kind of close to doing something – NFT related for Dak Prescott and that didn't um, come to fruition, but I'm, I'm kind of glad it didn't, you know, I didn't really want to, didn't want to do any Dallas stuff in the first place. Uh, <laughs> I, I have done one Giants piece, but it's because it's of a player that I, that I really love from a football standpoint. So, right. Well, uh, Kathleen says that it was Dawkins, your favorite artwork piece that was created. Um, you know, for a long time, I had said that, um, for a long time, I, I said that was better, but definitely my favorite now, it just has to be is this one behind me because of how much time I put into that and how big of a accomplishment it feels to me just being able to do it. Um, so definitely the one behind me is my favorite now. Uh, Gabrielle says, Hey, where can you purchase? And, uh, can you purchase? And I'll, I'll tell you momentarily, Gabrielle, thanks for coming back again, uh, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. But, uh, she would like to know, we know where you can purchase it, but if you can let her know and everyone else know where you can purchase your artwork. Yeah. You can go right to my website, uh, spectrosportsart.com. Um, I have pretty much everything I've ever done on there that I sell prints of. So you can buy an art print, um, you can also buy a canvas like the one behind me. Um, so I have it all on there. Um, some stuff is limited edition that is hand signed and numbered. Others aren't. Um, but yeah, and then if you sign up on there for email or anything like that, you'll get updates about new work that I put out or you can follow me on social media. So. All right. Um, whoops. I got one more here. <laughs> it, you gotta love Joey B. Joey B says, "Can you do a piece of Fuji's favorite wall on South Philly?" <laughs> so I don't have B a favorite wall, <laughs> or just like Apollo Creed and Rocky, 
Give me Fuji and Howie Roseman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Joey says, awesome website. Look through it and get into credit card warmed up. And uh, again, you guys take a look at it. It, it is fantastic stuff. And, and I, <laughs> there might be something in the works here, Broad Street South, as Jordan and I had talked about a while back. But again, uh, you guys might see something. It'd be pretty neat here for the studio. But that'll be somewhere down the road because we know that you're extremely busy. Uh, there was another one there. Kathleen loved the, the joke there about Joey B. Uh, Seamus, long time no see. He says, I want to see what it will look like. Sounds really cool as far as uh, I believe he talked about the uh, the website itself and obviously the, the work of art that's on there. So, um, Jordan, and again, the, the piece that obviously I can see here again from the website and then out there on the link. If there's something else that would just come to mind, whether it's the Eagles or something else. Now, do you have to indirectly go to the Eagles to be able to post it up there as far as on your site and what you end up doing? Or is it something that you create? And since it's yours, you can just go ahead and sell without going through the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, in the sports art industry, that's always like a big gray area. Um, you know, there, there's a difference between artwork and merchandise. You know, typically if you start selling artwork and images that you make on t-shirts and mugs and merchandise that becomes a problem um but when it's your own stylistic art transformative art and especially if you have a notable style that people relate to you know if people can see my work and say hey that's oh jordan specter did that you know that uh separates itself from that category um so being unique you know but if i was just kind of copying images and, and recreating them that would be different um, right. so yeah but when i work with someone like fanatics um those one-off pieces they take and get it licensed and approved by the nfl and they go to the actual athlete and get it like yeah. with them it's all collaborative in that group so those are a little different but and that in those pieces like purposefully i have all these different logos and all these different things that i have to pay homage to and, and things that i can't include either so those are a much different process but I'm okay. not creative and, and transformative with the other work that I create. So, All right. Well, again, listen, I'm going to share the screen here. So everybody who, in case those who missed it, if you guys look at Spectre underscore art on Twitter, you'll see Spectre Sports Art with Jordan Spectre. And if you guys end up clicking again right there on the website, that link will take you right to here. As you guys can see, SpectreSportsArt.com. It is some absolutely beautiful and magnificent pieces that are up there. And if you guys want to help out a local artist, there's nothing better than helping out a local artist at home. And, and I guess the, the ruling behind it too, is that some people say is that it's, I know they call it sometimes the starving artists. And, and we've heard that before. I don't see you as the starving artist, Jordan, but I mean, the work you've done, it's absolutely fantastic. So listen, thanks for, for coming on and sharing your artwork. Cause it, it's absolutely, it, it's stunning. To, to put it in probably in the best words. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I always love doing this stuff. It allows me to reflect to a certain extent and, you know, just communicate with other fans and people that follow my work. So I really appreciate it. Um, did you want me to touch on any stuff I'm working on in the future? Or? Yes, sir. Of course. Sure. Um, well, I think I mentioned in the beginning, but tomorrow I'll be releasing something new. I did, for a one of the one of the new players on the team um so stay tuned for that and then i also have a much much bigger project coming out 
very soon we'll be releasing uh, bits and pieces for it, but it's a, an NFT project with another guy on the team. Um, and that's going to be really cool. Like there really hasn't been anybody who has done this kind of project yet, but you're going to have the ability to collect uh, digital asset NFT that also comes with a lot of utility. So you'll be able to get game worn gear from this player, tickets to wow. games, um, all kinds of different utility for the NFTs, even like personal experiences w- with the player. Um, and this guy, like this guy in particular, likes to go fishing. So you're gonna have the opportunity if mm. you bid on the one auction to go fishing with him one on one. So it, it, it's a lot of cool stuff, and I'm excited about that. Uh, and he had chicken drop. <laughs> What's that? No. And he had chicken drop. Who the player is, <laughs> or we gotta wait till tomorrow. He, um, I, I wouldn't say he's the biggest name yet, but I didn't even know this. But he's the 13th ranked cornerback in the NFL. He's new to the Eagles. Steve Nelson. Yes. <laughs> sure. There you go. <laughs> any, any, any contacts from Devontae Smith? You'll find out soon. <laughs> so now, if you can, Jordan, I think it would make Fuji's Christmas. Not 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 Brian Dawkins, right? Not Brian Dawkins. It wouldn't make Fuji's Christmas if you can somehow or another put Howie Roseman like the shape <laughs> of an angel. For him and artistic beauty work because he would uh, he's he loves Howie Roseman. You don't the love affair that he has with that man is bigger than Brian Dawkins. I love him so much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Brian Dawkins tattoo, not a Howie Roseman tattoo. Oh my goodness. Oh, that'll be next then. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but listen, Jordan, uh, thanks for joining us. By the way, if you want to hang around, you can hang around to Eagles Round Tables. If you want to table's you come add, up, my man. Yep. So if exactly. you want to hang around, you can. Just talking about Eagles. Yes, sir. Um, I'll hang out for another five minutes and hang out. All right. Sure. No problem. Well, chat. So that, uh, by the way, again, everyone, if you go to spectersportsart.com, please take a look. I mean, it's obviously beautiful merchandise. As you heard the little hints that he ended up dropping, uh, there will be a piece with Howard Roseman and uh, Vito Corleone. So that should be available at Christmas time. You can get it by eight in print. Just so you know. Might, might be uh, my best seller. <laughs> Greatest song of all time. Right. Me taking Howie Roseman's job. <laughs> Anybody hey. but Howie. You want to show the canvas by me? I, I want that. Is that in a frame? Or is, that just, that? Is, the, is that in a frame? This is the canvas version that I sell. Um, so these I do have on the website. That's phenomenal. It sure is. So this uh, is pretty much a direct replica of the original. Um, ah. and these are 12 by 60, so they're still pretty big. I mean, it's five feet long, can't even fit it in the whole thing. But how, how much does that run? These are 500 on my website, okay. But it's great work. So, it's, I mean, listen, it's definitely worth it. That's what I mean. It's, if you're going to go to an artist, I mean, you can go anywhere. You can go to NFL.com. You can go to all these different places and pick up your artwork. But it's better when you support someone that's local, close to home, and do a much better job when you know that he put the blood, sun, tweer, tears on it. Tears. That makes a lot of sense. Tears on there. So that you can see exactly what he's done. So for $500, listen, that's just, and, and here goes uh, Joey B. He says, 500 bucks, Fuji's going to order free. We just... It's probably true, and I think uh, I Fuji says, should just order one for everybody tuning in right now. There yeah, you go. It's all the house. He can do it because he's and a then godfather. I'll do, the, I'll do the Howie Roseman piece for free. <laughs> that sounds like a deal. 
See that? It's like it's like me and Creed, like like Rocky and Creed, me and Howie standing there, ready to go to blues. That's just <laughs> it. That can be done. Well, listen, uh, the next uh, obviously forty five minutes or so here is brought to you by. Goose's Money Crystal Lounge and Tobacconist. So if you guys are looking for great cigars, please reach out to CigarGoose.com. Look at them on Facebook on Goose's Money Crystal Lounge and Tobacconist. And Fuji's camera apparently went out here momentarily. I'm pretty sure I'll up coming back. Also, Tampa Joe's at 9316 Anderson Road in Tampa, Florida. Again, home <laughs> of Philly to the South, the official fan club of Broad Street South. All the Eagles fans that have flown south will be there come this upcoming Sunday. I will be back home in Philadelphia and Limerick, Pennsylvania at Goose's Media Pond Studios to do a live show there back home, weather permitting, as we're waiting for another tropical storm to roll through here through Florida. And also, as the studio is also brought to you by LGDirect.net, we are live here in Tampa, Florida at LG Direct Sales Solution Studios. And I've been waiting here because the Philly sports guy, I said in the very beginning, and I can see it, and I'm going to bring up here his Facebook page, because if this doesn't get you fired up, take a look here on his Facebook page. The way you see him right now, just that still photo, you should see what it looks like as I bring up here the Philly sports guy, because he's been waiting so patiently up there. Good God almighty. You talk about putting the, the whole artwork together. What's going on? I, I, you know, I was so excited when I, when I spoke to Fuji earlier, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get painted up. And then I'm like, you know what? I was painted up for like 22 days in a row for the Eagles Autism Foundation. And I haven't been painted up since. And I'm like, you know what? It's time to get back in, back in action. But real quick, before I do anything else, I got a chance to watch Jordan Spector paint uh, when he was doing it at a tailgate. Like he was actually literally doing it at the tailgate and he was sitting there and he was doing it. It's amazing to watch. It's amazing. I mean, because I've got to, I can't draw a stick figure. Right. You know what I mean? Let alone, let alone. So I'm like in awe when I get to watch somebody who can, you know, can just literally put colors on, on, on a canvas and it actually look like it's supposed to be something. Cause I know I can't do that. So I am in awe when somebody can do that. Jordan, your, your stuff has been absolutely amazing. And, and I'm really uh, excited to be on the show with you and everybody else. Yeah. I appreciate Welcome to the show, James. Like, I remember that. I remember that tailgate. Uh, yeah, it was it was amazing to kind of watch you. I mean, I spent like five minutes sitting there, and I'm like, I gotta walk around, or else I'm gonna be sitting here just watching you paint the entire time. Uh, so it, it was amazing for you to be able to do that, especially in that environment. You know, there's a whole bunch of yeah. Eagles fans around, so I got to imagine that you were able to get, uh, you know, you know, to get that your name out there better because I know that there was that Dawkins picture that was right up front, and you know, everybody was taking a look at it. And the Joe Burrows was amazing. That 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 really wasn't amazing. You know, picture that from the national title, that. Jordan. Was that, that after LSU won the national title a couple yep. of years ago with Joe Barra? Yep, exactly. Yeah, they uh, I just was following him through college and I loved like not only like his game, but like how he carried himself. And you heard stories of him like even before the championship game, his phone broke and the coach was like worried about getting the new phone. He said, don't worry about it. I'm focused on the game, like stuff like that. You just love to see and hear from a guy. So, um, you know, once they won, I, I wanted, I, I saw that picture. Somebody sent it to me. They're like, dude, you got to do this. And then um, a bunch of people started saying, yeah, you got to do some of this. You got to do some of this. So I did it. And it, it blew up like, like crazy. It was just, it was awesome. Awesome. 
to now bring up the next set of guests that we have here patiently waiting in the green room. One is Tom Kelly from Patterson Avenue Fanatics. As I see him set up, and, and by the way, when you guys see Tom Kelly come up, he looks like he's actually at like a 94 WIP with everything set up here as I paint the picture. Because by the way, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, come tomorrow, you'll, you'll get to... Uh, here visually what I'm trying to paint the picture for you, but he looks like he's ready to go on air. All he needs is the on air sign right behind him. Looking fantastic. It is Tom Kelly from Patterson Avenue Fanatics. Tom, how are you this evening? Gentlemen, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Oh, nice Welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks Appreciate for coming you. On. Glad to be here. So I've, now I've looked into those on air signs, by the way. I'm just... So throwing it out there. I've, I've looked into those. Well, put it up there because believe me, the next time when you come on, it'll be the same way. That way we'll see the on-air in the background as you come on. So <laughs> great job by you. Uh, also, uh, the the first lady that we've had on, which we will call her even the first lady of sports because Candace and I go back a while back, and I'll bring up the, the screen here from her Twitter profile, and, and I'm talking about going back with obviously Sean Brace under the Philly influencer, but we've gone way back. It's been a lot of fun to have Candace on when we had her on the first time and the second time. And now for the third time, it is our sports queen, Candace. Candace, how are you this evening? Hey guys, how are you guys? How are you doing? Thanks for having me again. No, Always nope. down to talk about Eagles football, you know. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. And and as he as he squares like you know Hollywood squares here is filling up. I'm gonna squeeze in yet two more people. The next one being here, uh, the other lady that we've had on as well. Let me bring that screen up so you guys can see. Bree from Sports Stellars and Podcasts. And, and Bree has done so much within the last couple of months. If you guys don't pay attention to her Twitter handle here, that you guys end up seeing at your, at your host underscore Breezy. Everything that she has done, like everyone else, touches gold because breezy is doing everything she possibly can to get her career not only to the next level just to surpass everyone and she does it by the way by taking care of her daughter at the same time and it's absolutely amazing what breezy does and breezy how are you this evening i'm fantastic guys thank you so much for having me on thank you for coming on thank you for coming on and then the last guy that we hopefully will fit in this last square here, <laughs> Brian Reese. It's almost like the very final drum roll we end up having on there. Ryan used to be with Philly Verse, has now come to Philly Sports Alliance. He's changed a couple things, but it's the same great show. And I will once again bring up the screen here so I can give him his due diligence here on Facebook. So if you guys send a follow on Facebook, Philly Sports Alliance, a media news company. Ryan and his crew do, they do a great job. It's almost all like they're on seven days a week at this point. But anytime they're on, they always do fantastic work. And with that being said, we add the final square here to Hollywood Squares. It is Ryan Reese. Ryan, how are you this evening? I'm doing very well, Angel. Thanks for having me on. I see you saved the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What's up, Ryan? What's going Thanks on, for everybody? Coming on. Thank Thanks you very much on. for having me on. It's, uh, it's honestly a, a privilege to be here with everybody. No, listen, thanks for everyone coming on tonight. And and Joey, yep. I want to go back. I want to go back to one of his comments and I waited until everybody came on until after the interview was over because there was one he put in. Go back and take a look. Because there was uh one was he said he couldn't wait to hear uh when Neff and around until he always goes deep, but there was one more funny one to hear in there. And I, <laughs> I wanna find it. So pardon me for a second. Wawa. Nope, wasn't that one. Debbie. Oh my God! So many comments that came in. That I got to go back and take a look at it now. 
which then ends up screwing me up. He puts up, oh, here it is. <clears throat> I see Fuji as a pirate art kind of guy, like Swayze and Ghost. So if you guys can, just to paint the picture here for all you guys, again, let's do the podcast. Just remember when Patrick Swayze was in Ghost, so just picture Fuji's body there with Demi Moore and then just doing the artwork. So it, I'm pretty sure that's what Joey's getting to. But listen, everybody, we know that the Eagle season is coming up, starting up this Sunday. We expect great things from Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni saying a lot of great things that we want to hear and what he's doing. He's got basically like six rules that the Eagles are going to try and follow this season for what he carried over when he was in the Indianapolis Colts. So starting with Nick Sirianni, and I guess I will start, Candice, uh, for here from the ladies. Nick Sirianni, he, he's got a good following coming from Indianapolis. Obviously, we see a brand new coaching staff that comes along with us, with him, should I say, not with us. But Nick is putting together probably one of the better teams that we've seen in a while, maybe since the 2018 Super Bowl champs here, um, but or 2017 Super Bowl champs. What are your thoughts when it comes to Nick Sirianni and what we've seen so far today before the game gets underway on Sunday? Um, I guess so far with Nick, I mean, you, you do see like the he's a coach's son aspect coming out of him because he's very detailed. Um, every player talks about how he's a great teacher. Um, they've been very vanilla in the preseason, so you really people are doing a lot of speculation on how the offense might look. He's come from obviously Indianapolis. He's he's done some other things, but we we haven't really shown much in the preseason to just try to project: Are we going to be you know twelve personnel, twenty one personnel, things of that nature? Um, so I kind of I, I think his like you said his core values, the uh, commitment to, to you know, like discipline and building that sense of brotherhood is great because like you said in twenty seventeen the team really stuck together. So I think he's instilled that great um, culture here. Well, how it translates to the field, we'll see. You know, it's very early. We, you know, um, months ago, we thought Zach Ertz wouldn't be here, and now he's the number one tight end. So everything's very fluid right now. So we're, you know, hopeful. He sounds like he knows who he's talking about. All the players seem to love him. Um, and so we just go from there with the concept that at at best, I think we're going to be a fundamentally sound football team, and we, that's that's the best that's the best you can hope for, you know. All right. So, Bree, same question to you. Um, I definitely have to agree with Candice on this because you know we didn't see a whole lot in the preseason because they were very very vanilla, and I mean we watched a lot of Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins, which if I could get my time back, I would request to get the time of my life back for watching that. But um, the good thing is nobody really knows what Jalen Hurts is and what this offense can do with him at the reins. So I think maybe being vanilla during the preseason is their advantage in the regular season. But again, we'll see what happens on Sunday when we go against the Falcons and and all of that. But I think – I think this Nick Sirianni, as much as people want to put doubt in a new head coach, I think he's probably going to be the thing that turns this franchise around. So we'll see. I, I'd hope so. So Ryan, the same thing when it comes to Nick, and, and I guess I'll, I'll kind of flip it up here a little bit. Uh, as you heard the ladies uh, talk about Nick here and, and what we've seen so far from Nick. We also know that he he put a video together, if, and it's on YouTube.com uh, under the Eagles. And he talked about as far as coming here to Philly, the drive coming in over the bridge, how he loves the city, and how much he believes in it. Do we put all of our marbles in at this point? And this will go around the board for the rest of the guys here. Do we put in 
our marbles with Nick Sirianni and believing, at least hoping that we will have, let's just say, even, at least over a 500 season this year? Uh, I mean, that's that's tough. Um, you know, as, as everyone said so far, we really haven't seen anything, to be perfectly honest. Um, and, you know, I think we all have a little bit of concern because, well, let's be honest, last year, I don't think many people knew of this guy. Um, he's come in. He's, you know, he said some good things. He's He seems like a real energetic guy. And honestly, I think that's going to work fantastic for the younger players on this team. My my concern is, is how he is going to relate to the older players. Um, not sure exactly how that's going to gel, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm more of a, more of an optimistic kind of guy. So I'm, I'm, I have hope. I have, uh, you know, the, the hope that he will be able to do good things. I just don't see the 500 season or above 500 season. Um, but I, and I, and honestly, I don't even care about the win total this year. I really don't. I just want to see progress in our young players. I want to see, you know, steps moving forward. And I have hope that he can do that. All right. Tom? Yeah, I guess all your chips would have to be in the uh, Sirianni basket or your marbles at this point. Uh, we really don't have a choice. Um, but I'm, I, I think his, his best chance is, one, the element of surprise, because much like in the Chip Kelly era, they came out of the gates firing. Um, there's no real – there's no real tape on uh, a team coached by Sirianni. So he has the element of surprise. It's whether they can execute the plans that he's he's put in place. But I, I'm excited. You can't not be excited. It's, it's, you know, football's back. It's the first week of football. So I'm ready. Let's go. Birds at a Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hey. see. Could be a first. Hey, I, I said this year, and, and uh, I, I don't see uh, Bill on here tonight, but I said – and, and I laugh and joke about it. Could there be 10 wins? Who knows? We saw the division last year the way it ended up working out. Obviously, with DCU uh, being mad at the Eagles for not winning at the very end. Giants, of course, wanted to, I guess, also kill the Eagles at the same and under the same token. But, I mean, things, stranger things can happen. So, Philly sports guy, what do you see here in the future here for the season? So, I am really a big fan of who the Eagles always seem to choose as a coach. That, you know, they may not draft really well, but for some reason or another, they seem to be able to pick out coaches really well. And although it always seems that they're a little bit ahead of the curve, same thing with Andy Reid. They said he wasn't ready yet. They said the same thing about Doug Peterson. You know, Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly was, you know, something different. So, and he was definitely the pick at the time. Of course, he didn't last very long. I think the biggest thing this year are two things. One, we got a defensive coordinator who knows what a blitz is. And I think that that's going to make a really big difference. And our offensive line is going to be a pro bowl offensive line again. And that's where our championships are won. And I think that's by that alone, just those two portions, the offensive and defensive line, that will be above 500. And it's, you know, all Hurts has got to do is just manage the game well. Right. And we'll be able above 500 with the possibility of going 11 and five. Oh, good talk there. We'll, we'll see. There's a lot, listen, a lot of high expectations. It, it, 
Stranger things have happened here in the NFC East. We've seen it before. Can it happen again this year? Who in the heck knows? But it, there's, I know there's a lot of high expectations from this entire group and this organization. I think Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, these guys have probably been the most relaxed that we've seen again, if I got to refer back to 2017 team. But it seemed to be performing probably at the highest peak. And now, again, that's preseason. We're talking about during practice. But we'll see what plays out on Sunday because one thing the Eagles failed to do in the last two seasons is either A, of course they come in ready to play football, seems they're going to pull away with the win and take the loss, and or when we expect the worst from them, turns out to be the best from them. So I hope that Nick can find that balance. And, and Jordan, I know you said you were gonna you're giving us here about another five minutes before you end up taking off. Uh, just on your on your uh, expectation alone, what do you think the Eagles end up finishing up this season? Um, well, I hope they can do at least eleven and five. Um, I'm leaning more towards like nine and seven, but I just I like to not get my my hooks up too high. Um, but I do like what Philly sports guy said. Um, pretty much everything he said, actually. I think I, I, I strongly agree with. Um, and I also feel like Nick Sirianni is, is a younger guy and he seems to be relatable. And you also see certain players hinting at the fact that they're, they seem to be having more fun and they seem to be more relaxed. So hopefully that is a good thing. Um, but I, I think it all starts in the trenches on O-line and D-line. So to have a lot of that in a good place, I think, is, is a really good thing. And, and like and like you said, having uh, Hertz be like more like a game manager is all he should have to do, really. Um, so. All right. Well, Breezy, I want to bring this question up here to you with Joey B. And he states that the only way the Eagles have success in 2021 is to run the ball, manage the clock, and play keep away. Last week, we had on Mark Farzetta from the Farzi Show. And one thing that Farzi kept talking about was that the Eagles were not going to run the ball as much as everyone would like for them to see the do because he's saying it's more of a pass-happy league. So your thoughts, Breezy, on what do you think the Eagles, do they need to run the ball more or are we going to be looking for more passes out of Jalen Hurts? Well, I mean, honestly, the Eagles are going to, the Eagles are going to run the ball more this year than they did last year. Period. You have a healthy Miles Sanders. He obviously didn't get the workload last year because um, Coach Peterson got scared. So he got trigger happy, which meant everybody was passing the ball 60, 70% of the time. So why not go with the glue that this Eagles offense is built on? You got Miles Sanders. You have a very mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. You've got a one-two punch in Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott when Miles needs a rest. Why, like, why would you, why would you pass first and run second right. when you have that good of a group right there? I mean, I know you know Devonte Smith. He's gonna get his regardless. Jalen Rager is gonna get his regardless. Quez Watkins is gonna get his regardless. But I think this the only way this offense really thrives this year is if they if they stick to the run game. And we saw what could happen when Miles Sanders gets 20 plus touches a game. You know, he's up over 100 yards. So we know what can happen when he's at the realm. So I, I just hope that they I hope they stick with the run this time and not get pass happy. Uh, uh, listen, but uh, again, 
things can change as the year progresses. But you're absolutely right. What you stated is completely correct. And we'll see. Matter of fact, week one, we'll revisit this after the week one win, which we hope against Atlanta. But we'll take a look because I agree 100%. There should be more of the run ball this year than we've seen in the past two seasons. Again, uh, Doug did what Doug did, and we you know, wish him well wherever he goes to from this point forward. But you're absolutely right. We, we do have – are three running backs. I won't call them the three-headed running backs because we're not at that point yet. But we do have at least a, a good lost, – lost of words here. But for our running backs, for, for what's proven, what we saw last year from this team coming up in this year, seeing what we've seen in practice, seeing what we've seen in uh, preseason games, there's no reason why Nick Sirianni can't prove this team with their core running backs that we have. I know at uh, one of the other shows that I was on uh, a couple of weeks ago on Steel City Renegades – then I mentioned to see who's going to be the starting running back. And at the point, I, I didn't say who it was because Nick wanted to see what all three were planning on doing as far as was going to retain the start he had last year or was going to be a whole different start come this year. So I think the Eagles are doing, again, their diligence the way as they should with their running backs. But I do hope to see a lot more coming from that. And, uh, Candace, I want to go to you for a minute because Joey B had put that Menchu is the – best quarterback on the Eagles roster right now. Uh, and it's, it's proven. Now uh, I don't believe that. I'm pretty sure you don't believe that as well. We've heard. Is, is he drunk? Of, it, it could be. Could, right. <laughs> drink up, Richie. Jesus. Could be. He's drinking out there in Denver. The men, My God. The, the, men is, the, the problem is that everybody. So it, for those who don't know, obviously Jacksonville where everyone goes to retire before they go to London and become the London Jaguars. But Gardner Minshew, it was a Minshew mania with the whole stash thing and everything else. He was supposed to be the next coming out there with the Jaguars. Well, it didn't happen because obviously we saw the child from or the kid, the young man from Clemson, now become the starting quarterback. Eagles decided they want to make Gardner Minshew the third quarterback here on the team after Joe Flacco. Jalen Hurts, for whatever odd reason, it seems like, Candace, that he's just not getting – and I don't want to use not getting the word as far as I respect, but as far as it seems like everyone is not sold on what Jalen Hurts can do. What is it that people are seeing that we don't see from everyone else that they just don't say that Jalen Hurts, I, I won't say is a damn good starter, but at least a good enough starter to see where he can take this 2021 team to? I don't know if it's – I want to say half of it is like the media when, you know, their reaction to bringing people in more than it is what people are convinced to do. Because I watched Jalen – Jalen was on first take this morning and – they asked him, oh, what was your first reaction when you saw Gardner Minshew, you, you know, get your, the, the phone call? What, what was the first reaction um, when you saw that come across your phone? And he was very calm, like, well, they told me before they did it. Of course, because this guy was with the captain yesterday. So, of course, he knew that Gardner Minshew was going to come. And so I think it's more or less the media and the fans' reaction to how the franchise itself has reacted to previous quarterbacks, you know? We right. obviously shuffled in quarterbacks before. We've had the situation last year, last year with Jalen being drafted. So I think this is more when you look at it from an outside perspective and a franchise, a franchise who constantly wants to be the quarterback factory, as as how we so put it. That there's a belief that no quarterback here is on like real good standing. So with that kind of viewpoint of the franchise really doesn't commit commit hard to quarterbacks in recent years. Then of course they're going to poke holes and they're going to say, "Well, the second this guy goes, that's why they got Gardner Minshew, who has done nothing, by the way, in NFL. Gardner Minshew hasn't 
<laughs> won anything. I mean, maybe a GQ magazine award. But I don't know if he's done nothing. <laughs> uh, but when you look at, if you're an outside, I see why Jalen gets all these questions because the franchise committed to a guy long term for multi millions of dollars and they brought a second round pick in. Obviously, when we had the, we were Vicky when we still had McNabb and other things, you know, we got Kevin Cobb, we got Nick Foles. We, we've done this shuffling of quarterbacks. So I think more than anything, I don't think it's the, the fan bases, I really think, are confident to wait and see what he can do. You have a new system. You have a new coaching staff. You're you're prepared to wait and see what he can do. He's we're constantly getting the questions of, will is he is he going to take the reins, et cetera? Because he keeps getting he keeps getting getting asked because he goes on like ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, or somebody will say, well, what do you think about? And of course, there's a reaction to that. But I think it's mostly because the franchise itself just doesn't sit still with that position. They want to be the quarterback factory, and this is what you get when you when you have that kind of mindset. It's absolutely true. As I see Tom Kelly live here in the studio, uh, Tom, just to feed off exactly what, what Candace said when it comes to Jalen Hurts, uh, again, the not getting enough accolades, not believing it, as Joey B had put it out there, and we're, we're seeing what he's going to – oh, hold on. Speaking of, so Joey says, I take Minchie over Daniel Jones in New York. Yes, I'm a Giants fan, North Jersey born and raised, now living at Mile High. So you know what it is? Self-explanatory. It also sucks. Everybody would take <laughs> Minshew over Daniel Jones. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Right. I, no. What does that, what does that, that mean? means nothing. That means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, Joey, I take five dollars or one dollar. I still can buy a. I still can buy a million dollars. So like, what's the like? Who cares? They both suck. Congrats. <laughs> So, well, Tom, I'll turn it over to you as far as your thoughts when it comes here to Jalen Hurts. Dude, man, rough crowd. Rough crowd here. Um, look, Hurts, Hurts has proven that he can do good things under the spotlight. Uh, will it translate in the NFL? We got a sample size last year. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him for the full offseason, uh, you know, work, working out with the team, uh, taking the number ones reps. I'm excited, you know, extending plays with his leg, but I, I'll be interested to watch him, uh, you know, from the 10 snaps this preseason. We didn't get much, uh, as, as uh, um, the ladies were saying, it was a lot of vanilla offense. Um, so you're not, you know, we didn't see anything. I, I'm hoping Sirianni's a mad scientist and he's going to use Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, in every possible way imaginable to um, confuse the defense and, and, and spread them out and then utilize that running game that we were talking about uh, uh, earlier. Well, you got a new head coach. You got two new coordinators. Nobody in this division knows what the hell to expect. Right. And, you know, my my bottom line is running the ball, balanced attack. The Eagles have had the most injured players in the NFL for the last three to four years. Everybody's got to stay healthy. I don't know what goes on down to Novacare after the last – four years, but these guys drop like flies, and they need to stay healthy with that offensive line to protect Hurts. Granted, great act, you know, to have Zach Hurts want to stay in Philly. He got Goddard if you play 12 personnel. I mean, Jalen Hurts has all these weapons. Another thing on the defensive side of the ball, you got Javon Hargrave, who came on last year, I think was a nice pickup last year as a free agent. You got Josh Wett who should be starting over Derek Barnett. I mean, the thing of it is, the Eagles have to get to the quarterback. You got Steve Nelson on one side, Darius Slay, Anthony Harris at safety, which was a great pickup, Eric Wilson at linebacker, Alex Singleton coming into his own. I mean, 
you know, you got some you got some pieces here where the team needs to step up. Like I said, the offensive line just need Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks all need to stay healthy. Jordan Malai, I think, is going to be a stud as long as he stays healthy at left tackle. The running game, I I believe they should have kept Jordan Howard. You need that bruiser back at third down, whatever. Kenny Gainwell, I think, is going to be a sleeper pick. The receivers, I think you need a veteran receiver brought in just to bring these guys along, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and so on. Uh, what's everybody's take of it? Give me your feedback. Your opinion don't count, Chiefs fan. I'm going to say this like I've been saying all along. The Eagles need to run the football. I said it in previous shows. You look at the first half of last year, they were top five in rushing yards per attempt. They were averaging 5.4 yards per rush, and they got away from it. And if I'm Eagles fans, and if I'm Nick Sirianni, I would have gotten all kinds of tape from Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma to see what Jalen Hurts excels at. He excels at RPOs. He does excel in the pocket. And you let him use his legs to get outside the pocket every once in a while. But all that will be moot if they don't run the football. I've just been a big proponent of the Eagles running the football, and I think they had great success this year. Right. Well, so Ryan, I, your take on it. Ryan? Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm in 100% agreement. Uh, you have to run the football. Um, this this year specifically is, I think, going to be Miles Sanders' year. I think this is, you know, he's been in the league a couple of years. I think it's time to take that next step up. You know, the man runs about 5.9 yards a carry. Got to give him the football. Uh, I'm not sure why we hate running the football in Philadelphia. It's just as long as I can remember, we just don't run the football. And it's got to change. You know, I, I, I expect big things from Gainwell this year. I'm really high on him this year. I think he's going to really show us uh, something. And, you know, Boston Scott is Boston Scott. He does his thing and, you know, he catches the ball and, and he gets a few yards when you need it. So I, I'm, I'm in agreement with everybody here. I'm pretty sure we've all said it. Run the damn football. I'm sick of it. Just run it. Whether it's Hurts, whether it's Sanders, Scott, Gainwell, I, you know, I don't even care who you give the ball to at this point. Just run the football. It's plain and simple. By the way, did, exactly. did anyone having to catch that T.O. made an actual appearance on a college football team this weekend? Anybody having to see him? <laughs> I, saw, no, I saw my Shannon Sharp show. But yeah. he came out. He, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, he wanted to come yeah. out and said he knocked the chunky suit mm -hmm. out of him. Yeah. <laughs> he made it for charity. I'll pay you to see that. box him, McNabb and T.O. Just get it over with. Let's do it. <laughs> get the divorce over with 16 years later. You really yeah, they just keep going back and forth with it. Well, to, to to bring up the point because Fuji, you said you need a veteran player, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to Philly sports guy on this one here. So To still looking phenomenal. It's ridiculous how this guy continues to stay in great shape, and he could probably still play the game with the best of them. So if if let's just say Philly sports guy, if you were in charge, it, and because again, uh, our own uh, Vito Corleone's best friends here with Howie, but if you had to make the phone call out there to To. Would T.O. come back here, one, for leadership presence, and two, would you even take the gamble with T.O. coming back in here as even as a veteran wide receiver? Would he come back? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Would I call? No, absolutely not. So I, first off, first off, I, I, I've learned once exactly what he's able to do to a team. And I'm not going to go down that road again. Even though it's a whole different regime since then, I would never go back down that road. I, I would rather T.O.'s allure be exactly what it's been. He got us to a Super Bowl. He played on a broken leg. He you know, he did all those things. He also tore apart the team the following, following season and, and never was able to play again as an Eagle. And then he went to the stinking Cowboys. So I ain't interested on calling him up at all. Do I think he could still play? I absolutely believe he could go to Jacksonville right now and, and make it there on that team without a doubt in my mind. So I yeah, think the State. one thing – I, I think that the one thing that everybody is is discounting is last year we got we were told that this team had a tremendous amount of speed and we never used any of it. The one thing that I wish that they would bring back from Andy Reid's era was the the fake reverse Deuce Staley up the middle play because that play that play started the play action pass. And I feel like that that's why they got to run the ball. They got to run the ball because they got to get to the play action pass. And if they get the chance, I've been touting this guy for the last two years. Quez Watkins is the fastest guy on the field, bar none. He's almost the fastest guy in the entire NFL. I'd put money on him against, against some of the fastest out there in the NFL. When he gets out on that field and he starts stretching that field, it's going to make a very big difference. We're going to see a lot of the speed that we did not get to see last year. And it's got to start with the running game, but I don't think it's going to be 60% run, 40% pass. You're going to see a good mix where it's 50% and where the play action pass is actually going to work rather than last year where we faked the play action because we never ran the ball. Listen, good points. I can't, I can't argue that one. I, I really can't. And I, I want to. Speaking of uh, Deuce Daly, I'm going to. I'm going to have this back to the ladies here. Deuce, we know that he left this year pretty much to, to take another position where he was with another team. And I guess in Candace and Bree here, Deuce was overlooked for so many years. You know, here in Philly to, to become a head coach. Again, they reached out to Nick Sirianni next year, so we can't cry about things that that coulda, shoulda, woulda. Does Deuce Daly deserve, whether it's the Eagles or any other organization, does he deserve enough to become a head coach here in the NFL? And I'll start out, Candace, with you. Um, I think he definitely has um, equivalent credentials as people who've gotten jobs. You know, he was the assistant head coach and the running backs coach for a team who won a Super Bowl a couple years ago, right? And there have been people who, like Joe Judge in New England, who's a special teams coordinator, there have been people who have been – Special teams, quality control people who've gotten interviews. So from a resume standpoint, sure, he deserves to be considered. I guess like Eric B. Enemy deserves to be considered. So he has the resume, like I said, more than some other people to be considered. You know, it's up to the franchises if they decide to hire him. But he definitely should be getting an interview before, you know, the third quality control guy or somebody special teams coordinator for sure. He has he has a ring in his in his uh, in his house for what he's done. Great player, and he, but everybody who's talked to him from Miles Sanders and people who's worked with him, he's a great coach. So for sure, right? And isn't that his second ring? Didn't he win a ring with Pittsburgh too? Yeah, he did. Okay, just wanted to make. I just wanted to remember that as well. Breezy, two thousand five. Well, um, I you know I agree with Candice. He's got the resume to become a head coach for any team in this league. 
But I think it really comes down to if he wants to be the head coach of a certain franchise. I think that's really where a lot of the what ifs come in because yes, he's been interviewed two or three times for the Eagles head coaching position. And I don't know if that's, you know, out of necessity, like they have to interview him, you know, for, you know, whatever, but does he actually want to be a head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles? That's really the biggest question. And maybe he just doesn't, you know, maybe a better opportunity, a better front office is in Indiana or I'm not in Indianapolis, Jesus Christ, in um, Detroit, you know? So, you know, you just, you, you never know, you never know. Um, But yes, he does deserve the opportunity to be a head coach in this league. It just depends on what team he wants to do it for. Now, on, on a non-related Eagles talk here, Breezy, I want to stick with you here for a second because we know when the Sixers are on, you're on, <laughs> and meaning that it, you, it's everything all day, every day Sixers. So I want to ask you this question here. As we talked about it with Mark Farzetta, once again, Ben Simmons crying that he doesn't want to come back to Philly. I would love to get your thoughts, which I know you're a humongous Sixers advocate. He's being a baby right now. That's, 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 that's what it is. He's being a baby. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. And he can't. So he's throwing a fit. And I mean, honestly, what kind of leverage does he even have? He's got what five years left on this deal that he literally just signed. So like what, like what I I don't, I don't understand why they're not like literally putting tape on his mouth, putting him in a box and making him show up to camp. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the the hoorah is in him not coming to camp or declaring that he's not coming. Right. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It irritates my soul because like fans are very passionate about the Sixers last season, season before that were, were great, great seasons. We haven't really seen a season like that since Iverson was here. Correct. So seeing them get to the playoffs, seeing them win games and, and doing all of that and having fun and then Ben Simmons just like deciding he doesn't want to shoot, doesn't want to do anything really to contribute to this team except for passing the ball. Like what? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get. It. He should not be crying about anything. He needs to be happy that he has a job with this organization and and just come to work. Like that's it. That's literally all he has to do. And he's choosing not to do that, and it irritates my soul. It's that Kardashian curse. <laughs> well, if the Kardashians could start their NBA team, which I'm pretty sure they probably could, maybe he, he can join them. I don't know. I don't know what you want to call them, the Kardashians. Uh, well, I'll leave it at that. But anyways, and I, Ben, again, should not be here. If you don't want to be here, then, then so be it. I, I don't know what else. What's he going to need at this point? Because you have, I mean, Joel Embiid has stuck up for him. As many times as you possibly could. So did Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, after he was asked over and over again, first of all, why didn't he go to the Olympic team? Well, because we were going to hold him back and basically show him how to shoot. Well, that's not the case. So if you want to leave, just go on and leave. I, I just want to get from you the, the biggest Sixers fan, at least that I know to date. So I, I want to get that point. Kenneth, we know that but you no also. Team, yeah, no team is going to take that deal. No team is going to take that deal. No. The Sixers want too much for him for a player that has proven he, when he chooses he doesn't want to shoot, he's not going to shoot. So what team is going to want somebody like that? Exactly. It's true. But I guess it's the gamble that someone's going to have to take. I don't know who, but it's the gamble's going to have to take. (laughs) Candace, FSU, what happened? You mean Miami? (laughs) 
Yeah. Why are you bringing that up? You you hit me with Ben Simmons, <laughs> and now you bring up the Miami. <laughs> I feel like I need to go schedule a therapy session just off the last two minutes of the show. Yeah, no, I, for real. I'm texting my therapist right now. Destruction. <laughs> That's what happened. I I had to write I had to write the article up today actually um, for Bleacher, and I was like, I don't. I had to look up synonyms for disgusted, destruction, <laughs> trash. Uh, it was just a complete dismantling of a team. It was I so had, wild. I had to ask only because I know I was thinking about you this weekend when I ended up watching the game. So I I just wanted to get your quick take on it just, just to see. But well, do they bounce back? I, I, thankfully, I had to cover my, Made in America at the same time. So I was like watching that the stage, but also watching the game on my phone. So I wasn't, I knew we were going to lose. So I was very much just like, I'm not going to sit there and cry in my lap <laughs> with some bourbon. So I decided to get out the house. By the way, how did it go this weekend? I guess it, uh, around the board here as we get ready to sign off, but Made in America, because I know at one point they were talking about they didn't want it on because, again, of, of the new Delta variant. I guess they, they kicked it off. You know, so we'll see with masks. Obviously, I'm not home, so I didn't get the take of it. Did, did it, I guess, did it go off on a, on a huge yeah, success? Yeah, it went or? off, and they, they, uh, you had to be vaccinated and or take a rapid test within, like, 24 hours of the show. Um, and so they had to verify that with the clear app that they used, like to send the imaging to the server. So it was very much a situation where you were the vaccinated or not, you know. Okay. Well, listen, uh, everyone, I, I like to thank everyone for coming on. I know Jordan has a lot of things going on here, so I want to make sure that we get him sign off here properly. Jordan, one more time, if you don't mind, where everyone can find you and your artwork. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Specter Art, um, Facebook as well, Jordan Specter Art, and then my website, SpectreSportsArt.com. Um, released a lot of stuff this month uh, with, with Steve, like we talked about, and uh, another cool one uh, tomorrow. Um, so appreciate everybody following and appreciate you guys having me on. Not a problem. And then, Candice, mm-hmm. where can everybody find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Candice R. McLean, C A N D I S R McLean, M C L E A N. And I'm covering events, Philly Influencer. I do food writing for Philly and to the infatuation. I just started freelancing for the Inquirer for events and guides like that. So I'm around. And that's Candice R. McLean on Twitter and on um, Instagram. But when you see Brace, by the way, tell I've been trying to reach out to him many times. I know he's trying to get back to me. And I know he's extremely busy, but when you when you reach out to him, tell him uh, if, if he can give me a buzz. I'd no appreciate problem. it. Uh, Breezy, where can everybody find you? And by the way, can you share with everyone the accomplishment you just made? Just it seems like a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. Uh, well, first you can find me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can follow the show on Instagram as well at sports and stilettos podcast. Um, a couple of months ago, I finally got my bachelor's degree in psychology. So that is done. I start the master's program in January because I feel like I have too much free time. So why not get another degree? And uh, yeah, I am also partnered with BetUS Sportsbook. So any sports bettors out there, 125% deposit bonus when you sign up. Are you putting money on the Eagles this weekend? Are they going to? Um, yes, I am because I can't stay away. But okay. yes, yes, I am. All right. Yes. Okay. A, a couple of parlays, yes, but- you know. That's well, right. they've Listen, burned me before, so you know I gotta, yeah, gotta play talk, it safe. But yes, game. I will be betting on them. All right, I will say for everyone out there who's watching the show tonight and, and listening to the replay here on the audio, come tomorrow. But um, 
if you guys don't pay attention to a lot, what Breezy goes on throughout the year, but and when she starts putting her bets down, and I even asked, matter of fact, the last show that we were on, I asked for, for a good solid bet there. But you guys should see how much she gets into it. She'll tell you exactly what you need to do, almost like line by line. Uh, it, as Even during the NBA season, where I think that's probably the, the most I see you go nuts on as far as when it comes to betting. In, in the morning, in the <laughs> afternoon, and then just be, before the game starts. So everybody, by all means, follow Breezy uh, on Twitter. So, Ryan, the great work you do over at Sport, uh, Philly Sports Alliance, let everyone know on Facebook how they can reach out to you as well. Yeah, everybody can uh, reach out to uh, to me on Facebook, simply uh, Philly Sports Alliance. Uh, we are on uh, Twitter, as my Twitter handle was right right below me, uh, at Philly Sports PSA. There it is. Um you know, we're on Instagram, Twitch, all the all the good ones. Um, yeah, essentially, we're just running podcasts pretty much all week and having fun doing it. So join us up. All right. Tom Kelly's been waiting patiently here in the, in the background with the uh, missing on-air logo, but it's okay. Tom Kelly, live from Tom Kelly Studios. <laughs> exactly. where can, so where can everybody find you? Um, <clears throat> Patterson F Fanatics are on all your major social media outlets, Facebook, YouTube. Um, Twitter, Twitch. Um, you can also find us every Saturday morning on the Edge of Philly Sports Network. And we got a great network of shows over there. And everybody should check them out. All right. And then the Philly Sports guy who's ready to run through your living room here, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere social media is as the Philly Sports Guy. And then every Sunday, you'll see me at or find me at the game. Whether it's home or away, we're going to be doing tailgates for all 17. Uh, for the home, we're doing it in the Navy Yard at the Gatehouse. Uh, and when we're away, I'm traveling with Philly Sports Trips. Uh, so you can go to phillysportstrips.com, check out all their different trips. We're going down to Atlanta. We're going to bring A-Rock. We're going to be taking over that stadium. And then I, I get to host Monday Night Football down in Dallas. So it, both nice. of those, all the dames in September are going to be, we're going to be crushing them. And I know that those are going to be two wins. Everybody thinks that we knew we're going to start off so badly. I expect 3-0. and just, just, I'm just saying. Oh, wow. Okay. So just the last question is for everybody here real quick. Tom, uh, well, Jordan, starting with you, what do you think the Eagles' record would end up being this season? You said the record? Yep. Uh, like I said, I want to say nine and seven. All right, Tom? Uh, ten and seven. That extra game this season. Uh, All right. I forgot about that. I'll go ten and seven then. Okay. Philly sports guy? Uh, I, I said nine and eight. I'm going to stick with the nine and eight. All right. Ryan? Uh, I'm going to go eight and nine. All right. Sorry. Uh, Breezy? Uh, you want optimistic me or you want reality me? Reality. Uh, no, I, I want both. Put it in a, put it in a parlay, by the okay. way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Optimistic me. Um, Eagles are going to be 13 and three. That's it. No, 13 and four. Wow. Okay. 13 and four. Um, reality me is. 11 and 6. Yeah, 11 and 6. All right. And uh, saving the best for last year, Candace? I think we're like a 9 win team. 9 and 8. 9 and 8. Okay. Yep. All right. I, I figured about 10 and 7, 9 and 8. So we're yeah. kind of like somewhere around there. Yeah, but right. uh, optimistic Brie. Wow, 13 and 3. Holy <laughs> more 13 and 4. Yes. Wow. Yes. You know, that would be amazing. That, okay. Hold on. 
if that's the case, before I end the show here real quick, then if if we're going 13 and four, we got we got to do a bet. It doesn't have to be anything major, nothing <laughs> silly, nothing else like that. So, uh, and since Jordan's on here as well, we got to we got to we got to. All right, you know what? I'll come back. I'll ask Jordan, Breezy, and everybody else here off air. We'll come up with a bet since Optimistic Bree is looking at 13 and four. Maybe <laughs> either we can put a bet together for a charity or something. That we can uh, do at the end, the end. So I'll, I'll think about it afterwards, and I'll, I'll get back to everybody. But listen, everyone, thanks for the comments tonight. For everyone tuning in, uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, Joey B, just a real quick here, uh, Casey. He says, uh, "What do you think about your Chiefs at twelve and five? Uh, I'll say they go thirteen and four, but they do not make the Super Bowl. Okay, well, you heard it here first. He goes thirteen and four. Uh, Joey says, "If the Eagles go thirteen and four, I'll shave my head on air at the end of the season." There's a bet. I want, There's a bet. I want that written down in a contract, my man. <laughs> it's the best he'll end up doing. Listen, for everyone, thank you so much again. We were live here from the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios for Debbie, my producer there in Studio B, for my national correspondent Ryan Neff. For my co-host, Mike Fuji, and for the entire panel coming on tonight, we do appreciate you, everyone coming on. Thursday night, we will have AJ from Rough Cut Sports talking about the Atlanta game, the pregame, before the actual show starts. This Saturday, if you guys are in town, by all means, please go up to Goose's Pond Studio. We will be up there at 250 West, West, good Lord. West 250 Ridge West Ridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania uh, at Goose's Cigar Bar. So see us from 1130 up and leading up to the game time. We will see you there this upcoming Sunday. Next week, I'll be down there at Tampa Joe's with Philly of the South and the entire Philly of the South Eagles fan club uh, at 9316 Anderson Road in Tampa, Florida. And great job tonight by Joey B. Everyone have a nice evening. Thanks, Joey B. Thanks, everyone, tuning in tonight. We will see you all on Thursday. Have a great night. <laughs>